Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Apollo 13 Minute, a show where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made, the 1995 Ron Howard-directed feature, Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm your other host. I'm Chris Henry of the EAA Aviation Museum. And we are right in the middle of uh, Lifeboat Lem, as we talked about yesterday, uh, because uh, we were saying about how this was like a one-word mention to uh, Fredo, and he was already uh, taking things apart and putting it all back together in the in a lunar module when uh, Mission Control reached out. I got it. Yeah, there's there's one thing I have to say, and this this minute starts with uh, um, you know kind of Gene barking out orders, and uh, the funny thing is, uh, um, got to, I have a Gene Cran story I have to tell. Oh, okay, please do. Um, we're. Uh, <laughs> I love Gene Cran stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're sitting at the reunion. We had this is a couple. This is in 2017, and we had um, you know uh, ten of the astronauts here plus Gene, I think is what it was. And uh, but uh, at any rate, we had them backstage, and we have to bring them out, you know, to uh, um, to bring out on the stage. And the stagehand, the guy running it, says, "Okay, you need to get them in the order that they flew, because that's how we're going to bring them out." And a lot of them, this is the first time they'd seen each other in a while, and they're all huh. visiting. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, and they're talking a mile a minute, and I'm like, how am I going to get their attention? <laughs> you know, because, you know, these guys, I don't want to be rude, but at the same token, I have to get in front of them and say, hey, you know, on me, <laughs> you know. And and I'm sitting there, and Gene Kranz is sitting next to me, and he goes, you want me to do it? And he's got a real distinct voice. And I said, do you think you can get them? And he just stands up and goes, all right, everybody, listen up. And the whole room just falls silent. And wow. everybody's on Gene, and Gene just says, uh, we're going to go out there tonight. Uh, Chris is going to get us in the order that we need to be in, and we're going to go out there and look professional. And everybody in the room is like, okay, Gene. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> wow, he, uh, like, yeah. that is amazing. He's still running the show. Yeah, he's <laughs> got that, that dad voice, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, all right, all right. <laughs> we're going to take a bath now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It had to have been what it was like. Like, you yeah, know, ten minutes out, everybody in a bath. Yeah, <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you and your PJs in the bed in yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. There's, so. there's actually a really funny. Uh, somebody did it as a spoof. It's on YouTube. It's really funny. And I think it's called Thanksgiving at the Crans House. <laughs> and uh, I'll have to we'll have to put it on the Facebook. Yeah, page. yeah, we'll have to. We'll, we'll but put, it, they, put it they up really there. they they mimic the movie and basically it's a whole thing about trying to not to burn the turkey. Uh, <laughs> and you know, and it's like how much time left on that turkey? And everybody's wearing the. <laughs> Well, uh, the headset. It, it's yeah, the really funny. Yeah. Okay, I'll, we'll track it down and put it up on our Facebook yeah, page. Yeah. For, for this one. Very, uh, very subtle exposition here. I like the little bit where um, uh, he turns to the NASA director and says the lunar module became a lifeboat. And it's like, uh, I don't think he needed to tell the director of NASA what was going on because I think they all knew what was what was happening. But, uh, you know. Uh, I think it's one of those things that's for us. Yeah, you know, he's playing. Think, you know, he 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 could have just just as well turned to the camera and go. And now, <laughs> yeah, he broke that rule and just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, and is it me or is Brett turning up his Houston accent a lot? Because he he sounded so uh, oil field Texan <laughs> right here, where he's talking about this Houston. It, yeah, it, it was. Boy, he dialed it up to 11 on that one. Absolutely. We'll have to ask him about that next time he comes yeah. on. <laughs> yes, yes, we do, do need him on again. 
you know, and, and it's funny when when they're talking about that. I've read I've read the transcripts, and uh, Lovell did explain that they already had uh, uh, Fredo in the lem. So it's, that's pretty much verbatim from from what they were doing when they were saying you need to get over there. We're already over there. So um, you know, I think the the ability to anticipate each other's needs without you know, overriding them is uh, is a great another part of this minute, and you know it, it explains why the mission succeeded, right. or you know it succeeded in its own failure. Something else that Gene said that I thought was impressive, you know, because it gets pretty pretty uncomfortable in the command module after a while, and not giving anything away. But Gene has gotten a ton of accolades for his leadership, for his team's lead, you know. Yeah. Uh, performance but he also said that you know if it was any other crew he doesn't know if it would have worked because it was just such a well uh, organized crew on 13 you know the the flight crew was just on top of their game which and, which is is amazing because you know you think about swagger being dropped in at the last moment but the but the backup crew and the prime crew trained so much they knew how each other worked and um even you know even if you had to swap out one of the people they They've both been through the same experience in the same ship. Getting it done quickly was a, you know, they had the best backup crew with them. Oh, yeah. I mean, and this, I think this mission proves that the backup crew uh, training works well. Yeah, it's kind of a credit to Deke as to, you know, being able to pick the kind of personalities that would go together. Um, I, I've always wondered about that when he picked, like, you know, when you think about, the, to me, the perfect team was 12, 12, I thought was oh, yeah. <laughs> aston- astonishingly laid back and they were kind of, you know, and even though Buzz has kind of changed his personality a bit lately uh, from where he was back in, back on 11, 11 was a very serious team. I never got the feeling that they were into hijinks at all. Um, right, right. Yeah. And, uh. And thirteen was, you know, they were they were a close crew and they were mature. I, I think they were very, you know, they they really were solidly interested in what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And you've you've met a bunch of these crews. I'm sure you you've seen that that they that they interact. Uh, yeah, they all have their own feel. How I've discovered it, um, it's all been a little bit different. Um, each crew certainly seemed to gel well and just have a different feel to it from, from this is just my take on it from mission to mission uh 12 seemed exactly like what is depicted in from the earth to the moon yeah uh i had a chance to talk with al bean and dick gordon unfortunately both of them are are deceased now and uh um those guys were hysterical i mean they the their the phone calls were amazing oh i, um, I can't imagine yeah we're 13 uh really good natured good good-hearted uh, guys but but a bit more of a serious undertone to it um and um yeah i mean so on i i you know i think everyone thought their mission was um you know the important one at the time and also you know a building step or a stepping stone for the next mission you know and that's yeah the, you know the, frank of course uh I, there there's no uh no doubt that frank uh uh was serious and mission oriented and schedule oriented yeah and i think that reflected in you know in his choice with with jim lovell and bill anders to you know to that extent they were also very you know, all very serious guys they enjoyed being they enjoyed each other's company but uh they were very you know mission focused the the one the one crew i could never quite imagine is al Shepard and ed mitchell on the moon together i can't <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, mean, I guess uh 
So uh, Joe Engel told me a great story that they had the backup crew had made their own mission patch. Yeah. Uh, on 14, and that they snuck them into the leg bag or leg pouch uh, of of his, of uh, Shepard, and uh, he didn't realize that he took it to the moon. <laughs> um, and when he got back, they got him out of his his pocket or something. He was telling me this great story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to picture you know everything I've read about Al Shepard. He was a no not well you know he he liked to to have gags and stuff, but he was on mission. He was dead you know drop dead serious about stuff. And Ed Mitchell with the uh, ESP things that he was trying out in space and just kind of you know. Uh, new wave kind of thing. I just I can't picture the two of them <laughs> yeah. up, you know the, the Navy Academy guy and, yeah, exactly and exactly so, of course um, they play golf up there unfortunately yeah that's so. true so you know it it all evens out yeah. yep exactly wow um well there there really isn't much that else that goes on in this movie other or, you know in this particular minute other than they've got 15 minutes left so uh it's I do you know they all know the they all know the limitations, and so they don't even have time to argue about things. It's like, no, we got to get the limb going. Right. And right. so, how fast can you get through a checklist or find the major parts of the checklist that we need to go through and not have to worry about the rest of it? Um, I'm, I'm sure they have the, you know, the, the 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 big stuff was highlighted in red somewhere so they could they could get down if there were, if there was a, a time constraint. But uh, yeah, it really is a lot different when you've got only so many minutes and uh that's that's where they're at i mean it's a little not not too much longer than than our particular episode here so, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so that's scary um anyway uh that's what we've got for this week uh if you have missed any of our previous episodes of course you can find us at always the usual spots uh on the website apollo13minute.com out on uh, itunes or on uh, google play just look for apollo 13 minute and uh in the search bar and you can you can find us right there uh reach out to us on uh the social media at twitter apollo 13 minute and also uh on uh, facebook at the apollo 13 minute uh, mission control by the way if you are ever interested in learning more about flight itself um chris works for a great organization called the experimental aircraft association uh they're available at eaa.org and uh really a fascinating place to be you if uh if you have any interest or if your children have any interest in uh, in flight or if you don't you'd like to have more interest in flight check out eaa.org and uh get involved it's a it's an amazing place uh, having just visited oshkosh um i'm uh, flabbergasted and uh and i want to know more so check that out eaa.org uh, looks like we're coming up on uh, loss of signal in about 30 seconds, so we will see you here next week on the Apollo 13 Minute.